0: A lot of people ask us why would you buy a house in this um, you know in this economic downturn there's a lot um, that goes behind the decision of buying a house especially as Indians right yeah because uh, for us uh, roti kapda or makal, they are listening right? like these three are the holy grail of what you're supposed to look like if uh, like you know you achieved anything or that's what success is you should buy a home if you are going to stay in it people who are working towards it but not there yet, number one should definitely rent because it's it's a great option. Yeah, there's no
1: point in overstretching. Exactly. Hi
0: Hi everyone, I'm Siley. Hi, I'm Niyati. And welcome to the Finance Happy Hour with Finn Cocktail.
1: So today we're going to talk about a really, really controversial topic which people love debating on. To buy or to rent a home. And this is where I want to ask Siley because she's taken a strong stance and I want to know her opinion on this.
0: Okay, so uh, I guess it's against all, uh, I guess a lot of creators nowadays who are talking about, you know, uh, buying versus renting and how buying may not be the right decision in this uh, day and age, in this sort of economic situation. But me and my husband have bought a home. We bought it uh, about two years ago. And we're very happy about it. We're very happy with the decision, very proud of it. Um, but I guess it sort of, you know, erupts the discussion again and again in our mind. A lot of people ask us, why would you buy a house in this, um, you know, in this economic downturn? Uh, this uncertainty around it. And there are lots of these Excel sheets thrown at us, you know, with uh, calculations ki, oh, if you rent uh, a house, and, you know, uh, compare it to the EMI, you can save so much. And at the end of the, uh, whatever, 20, 30 years, you will be uh, like, you know, you will be so much better off if you just rent the house. Yeah. But I think <clears throat> there's a lot... Um, that goes behind the decision of buying a house, especially sure. as Indians, right? Yeah. Because uh, for us, uh, Roti, Kapda or Makaan, <laughs> matlab like se sunte aare, right? Like right. these three are the holy grail of what you're supposed to look like if uh, like, you know, you achieved anything or that's what success is.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> what were the two or three key sort of uh, points that you mm-hmm. kept in mind while deciding to buy a home? What was it that you felt was very very important uh, mm-hmm. from the perspective of buying as opposed to renting okay so it's not that we were
0: against renting right it's just we chose to buy at a at a particular stage in our lives where it made sense now why did it make sense number one yes we've done the whole uh, renting situation for about three years and we realized that as renters you always have these uh, sort of you know um, Thought processes where you're like, "Acha, you like, you know, I won't spend this much amount on renovating this uh, house because it's not mine. Mm. You know, uh, two years down the line, I'll switch and like, you know, move somewhere else. And then why am I spending so much money to like, you know, do up the house when I'm going to move anyway in the next two years? Sure. So that was number one. Um, so that never made me feel like it was mine ever. It never
1: uh, gave you that sense of like yes. ownership or security. Yes, it was never like,
0: "Acha, like, you know." It was like, Uff just it's mine like you know like a cute stuffed toy or your like your coffee mug somehow it becomes yours. That sort of possession uh, in your head. So I guess uh, that was number one. Number two was uh, of course financial security you have to build up to it. Uh, Buying a home uh, sort of entails a lot more than just renting it right. Yes renting has your down payment for whatever six months one year depending on uh, wherever you are renting it at. But actually buying a house uh, whether it's on loan, whether uh, whether you actually are rich enough to afford it as a full down payment. Well, if you're able to afford that, I don't think you're having this discussion ever. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you're going ahead with um, taking on a home loan, you still have to have a certain percentage as a down payment, right? Absolutely. So being able to afford that, making the calculation that um, after you take on the loan, after you buy that house, will you be able to sustain your um, lifestyle, your current lifestyle? Mm-hmm. And still be able to pay off that EMI every single month without too much of, you know, a pressure on your, you or and your spouse or like in general your family members. So that was one big consideration. And luckily, I guess, uh, we were prepared enough. Um, again, it doesn't happen overnight. Uh, it, no, is...
1: it takes years and years of sort of thinking this through and like yes. preparing for it in terms of having your savings in place, having your investments in place, deciding what to do with your investments, Correct. whether you want to, you know, sort of withdraw, redeem, and then invest in a new property using that sum or whether you want to just sort of break your FDs. It's yeah. all a big decision. 100%.
0: Where does the down payment come from? And it's it's this, right? So that became our financial goal a uh, few years, like, you know, um, ago, few years ago. And we worked towards it, which is why we were able to afford it and um it made sense it was the right time for us because the real estate market was uh you know going through a downturn this was right after the second wave of covid yeah where the real estate prices had broken yeah and we realized that you know some of the houses that we scouted earlier they had uh, such inflated prices that all of them sort of like corrected. you know corrected by then So it was the right price, it was the right time, Uh, home loan interest rates were at like absurd low levels. Yeah, Not so much anymore, which we will talk about later. But (laughs) it just, it made
1: sense, everything sort of, you know, um, came together. Hmm. But like from your, you're talking about the financial perspective of it. But what about the emotional aspect, you know, Um, a lot of Indians, like you said, Lay a lot of emphasis on owning a home, roti kapda makan. <laughs> yeah. So, but why the makan? Like, why from an emotional angle, why do you think it's necessary to own a home of your own?
0: So, I'll I'll be very honest. Um, this is an example, like a real life example of that happened to one of my friends. Um, she had been uh, she and her fam, uh, her parents, herself, and her sister uh, lived in a rented house for a good. I think 10, 12 years, that that same house. They uh, renovated it completely. They gave it a full makeover, um, all of that. Obviously, right, because 10, 12 years, you stay in the house, that becomes home. Yeah, it becomes your home. And it was essentially their home. But the landlord one day just came up to them and said, um, you know, my son is coming back from the States and uh, he's getting married and his wife and him will want to live here now. So you need to vacate. And they're like, but... uh, you know and they literally had to move out of the house in one month's time because that was what was on their contract imagine moving your life for the last 15-20 years and her parents were not young anymore her parents who were touching like, you know, 55-60 years old. Yeah. At that age, sort of uh, moving your entire life from one house to the other, scrambling to find a house in that specific time period, budget, in the budget, in the time period, the kind of stuff that you have, where yeah. you could put it. Yeah. And since it's all furnished, you have to find like, you know, whatever, a furnished home or whatever. Yeah.
1: It was a real sort of nightmare. Um, it was a nightmare. <clears throat> and I think, We've heard so many of these stories in COVID as well, yes. where people did get affected in terms of, you know, renters got yes. affected where the landlords were probably just being a little bit unreasonable yeah. in terms of, you know, either wanting their rent on time Agreed. when people weren't even getting Correct. paid a salary. Agreed. Um, or, you know They were they even were, hiking the prices. They were up. hiking the prices up. Yeah.
0: That happened to us by the way um, we are after I mean it was after we bought the house but uh, when we were you know getting the house done uh, the interior work was going on and, our la- and it was obviously delayed by a couple of months you know how that happens. Yeah but uh, we asked our landlord for an extension on our lease for just one two months and we were very good with our rent we always paid up front and all of that. And he didn't have another renter yet. It was not like, you know, he had somebody, somebody coming waiting. Yeah, so that we like had to wake it. He said, no, sorry, you um, have almost double price for the um, house etc I
1: mean, this is just because he knows. he knows. He knows you all are desperate. He knows for two months, you don't want to ship somewhere else exactly. and then go into to your new house. Exactly. He knows. So, yeah, that's, it, it, that's the that's the challenge when it comes to renting, you know, yeah. it's never really yours, so exactly. you never really can... You never call the shots. Yeah, you never really can call the shots. And
0: which is, I think these two instances just um, really solidified the decision in my head. My husband always wanted to buy his own home. Yeah. I think he, he was just like... That's my aim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think that's again he's more uh, emotionally involved in that. He finds it like it has to be mine, right? Like if it's mine, then like baki everything else I will sort. But I need my own home. Yeah,
1: yeah. But again, sense.
0: that also sort of comes from our parents
1: it on does. some level. It does. It does. Right? It Definitely does come from the parents. Yeah, because
0: our parents also were brought up in this uh, in this sort of day and age where again it's the sense of security that is valued the Absolutely. most.
1: Right? Absolutely.
0: Where our parents also were, I mean, uh, both our parents didn't come from affluent backgrounds, etc. They worked their way up. And for them to build a house, to, to buy that house that they live in today was a huge achievement. Yeah. And kudos to them. But that also set up that as a dream for us. Yeah. Right? Where that's something that you achieve in the future.
1: Absolutely. So you mentioned something about uh, EMIs and loans and stuff. So. Did you get your house on a loan or, uh, you know, how, how did you sort of uh, figure out the upfront and the loan bit of it?
0: Okay, uh, I am not that rich that I could just like, you know, buy a house in Bombay without any loan. Not yet. Hopefully someday. But uh, yes, uh, we did buy the uh, home on loan. Um, little pro tip, if you uh, apply for a joint loan as husband and wife, Uh, as a husband and wife and both your credit scores are good you get a great rate like the best rate that's available because both of you if you have a two income household and you know both your credit rate uh, like your Sybil scores are good you get the best rate available because if not one the other person is there to sort of back you up nice um and uh yes we did take it on loan uh we gave about uh 20 percent as uh, upfront payment yes as the down, down payment yeah. yeah as a down payment even though we were allowed uh by the way when we applied for the loan uh we were allowed to take about 90 percent of the value of the house as loan like as the whole loan but we said you know what That becomes too much of an EMI because then automatically look right, your EMI increases. So he said, we have that kind of money right now. So then might as well um, do a 20% uh, down payment. payment. Uh, Also, I have to give credit where credit is due. My husband was great and he's great at negotiating. Okay, (laughs) All the finance gang that I give, I am horrible at negotiating. (laughs) I cannot do it to save my life. He actually has gone to different banks and gotten us a rate which was like the lowest at that time, which was something like 6.1%.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, which was unheard of, right? And uh, we went to three banks, if I'm not wrong. Um, Again, uh, we can talk about this later when it's about, you know, when you apply for loans, Hmm. there are hard checks and soft checks. So when you apply for a home loan and you do your KYC, And uh, you go to your bank and they do a hard uh, credit check. Okay. That's essentially going to the body itself and telling them that this person has applied for a loan. Okay. And um, like, I need to know their credit score to give them a rate. Okay. We actually had to stop a couple of the banks to uh, like, you know, we couldn't let all three or all four banks do the hard check. Because every hard check... Becomes uh, affects like, your score. Yes, affects your score. So, two banks did hard checks on us and they talk internally. So, the moment two checks went, uh, we got a call from our banks being like, Sir, sir, are you, are you going with the other bank? Ma'am, ma'am, are you going? Like, you know, yeah, I'll give you better yeah. rate. I'll give you better rate. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like a bidding war going on. But uh, that's what happens, essentially. and uh, But yeah, that's much more into the process. That's yeah. not about um, buying or renting. But once you're in it, you might as well get the best rate. Absolutely. Right? absolutely. So, yeah. And um, again, this was a floating rate. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. So, does that mean that your interest rate goes up with, you know, every interest rate hike that's happened yes. over the past couple of years? Yes. yes. This is where I cry oh. now. <laughs> wow. So, that, yeah. that must... That must really take an impact oh, yeah. on your
0: monthly EMI. So it's funny, you know. Um, now, why, like a lot of people ask us that, you know, why why didn't you go for the fixed rate instead of the floating? First of all, at 6.1, the fixed rate was 8%. Oh, so that was okay. a significant eight or eight and a half. difference. Significant difference. And by the way, that fixed rate was only
1: valid for two years. After that, that also becomes oh. a floating rate. Oh yes. So then you guys made a great decision exactly. because for two years, almost a year and a half, the interest rate was getting high. The interest rate hikes have been happening over the now. past six eight months.
0: Correct. So then, like mota, mota moti, it wouldn't have made a difference for us. Correct. But uh, we did save for those first two years. Yeah. Uh, on the uh, floating rate because it was so low. Okay um so yeah that was just an interesting fact that i didn't know about before i applied for the home loan because i thought fixed rate matlab it's a higher rate but hmm. it stays fixed
1: correct just for two years i was like this, this is, is such a con sense. yeah yeah so does your emi increase each month with um, and every increase in interest rate so
0: again this i did not know um until it actually happened with us but um Your EMI doesn't increase uh, with the interest rate hike. Your tenure tenure increases. So because they know that you are, you know, uh, you have this as whatever your EMI and you've been paying it on a monthly basis. Sure. They don't want to increase the EMI because that means that you'll be paying less interest. Correct. Over the longer term. Yes, over the longer term. So for like 25 uh, 25 year loan or whatever you apply for, that automatically became something like 36 or 37 years wow okay and um the moment that happens uh, your EMI contribution goes towards uh, your interest payments and as long as your uh, uh, your principal payments are not going down your interest will keep adding up so essentially you end up paying much more interest in the long term okay because your tenure is higher so ah. I've done this like it's it's really funny if anybody wants to know uh, they can quickly send us a dm or write it in the <laughs> comment but uh, I have this like massive excel sheet which like you know compares emis with tenure and this Yeah and that. I've seen
1: you like sit on yeah. sit and work on that sheet so many times yeah. so I know that you've got some some sort of calculation going on behind <laughs> this whole thing Yeah so uh,
0: what happened was the moment all these interest rate hikes started happening we had to make a decision right because we had to figure out whether we want to in, we want to um, increase you know, the EMI yes. amount
1: or do you want to increase the uh, let
0: the tenure stand where it is okay and uh, on top of that we were also thinking if this interest rate keeps getting hiked, we much rather prepay some amount yeah and like you know reduce the burden uh, for us which is the future correct so a lot of people say that you know interest uh, instead of paying off your loan you may want to invest it in uh, like you know your sips or whatever and then pay it off in five years and i made the uh-huh, i made like you know the excel sheet i made the assumptions of whatever 12 percent i just i was i was like basic like, yeah even if i put it in an index fund which will give me 12 12% 12%, yeah. yeah and um you know in five years i wanted to prepay instead of today and right now, I keep the EMI amount reduced according to the to the higher tenure. The problem is, in five years, if we are faced with something like today, like, you know, the volatility of today, hmm. I may not want to withdraw that amount. Correct. So, it's not a guarantee that in five years, I will, like, you know.
1: 100% get that 11-12% yes. return on your investment. And then I'll
0: prepay at that point. But it is a guarantee that if I increase my tenure, I will pay much more interest on it. Okay. Like, and I'm talking about much more, I'm talking in lakhs. Okay, it goes up to 25 lakhs worth of interest that I have saved by prepaying versus something like 24, 23 lakhs, I would have paid extra okay. if I just like, you know, let the tenure be. So, um, I think number one, yes, uh, with the interest rate hikes, your EMIs do not increase. Uh, from the bank directly, they just simply increase your tenure. Uh, because that means that you'll end up paying more interest. Sure. Uh, number two, uh, I would have preferred to keep my EMI the same, not reduce it. Mm-hmm. Because that means that, you know, I'm sort of prepaying small amounts to the principal mm-hmm. every single month mm-hmm. so that reduces my interest as well. And third, as much as possible, whenever like, you know, uh, we get bonuses or have chunks of money, just prepay pre-paying. the loan, mm-hmm. it's much easier
1: right so evidently you've like done so much uh, research behind your decision and i i don't think you regret making not at all. this decision right not at all. so what do you think about people who actually want to rent a home mm-hmm. why who should be renting a home and why would it make sense for them because not everyone can really afford to do this Correct. buying a home is a huge decision it has a huge uh, monetary and a financial impact So not everyone can do it. You said you were at that point in time in life where you could. But not everyone's there. So then who should be renting? Why does it make sense for them to rent as opposed to buying?
0: It's funny but uh, one thing that my grandmother always says is in Marathi. So uh, just like bear with me for a minute. Uh, It means that you can pretend to be rich. You can pretend to... uh, like you know you can pretend to have a lot of friends you can pretend a lot on uh, social media or whatever but you cannot pretend to have money either you have money or you don't yeah so uh, the first thing you already answered i guess uh, the people who are not there yet hmm. people who are working towards it but Correct. not there yet number one should definitely rent yeah it's, it's a great option yeah right? there's not... no point in overstretching. exactly and if if it takes five more years let it. Yeah. Like it's it's better than uh, sort of spreading yourself too thin. Yeah. Um. Secondly, oh, I love this. Okay. So I I've also uh, lived on rent quite a bit, right? Yeah. And at that time, I was uh, single. I didn't have dependent either uh, aging like retired parents or children at that uh, at that point where they were dependent on me to like you know provide for uh, provide a living for them. I was uh, by myself, I was working, I was studying, I was doing whatever I wanted. I didn't know where I wanted to be in the next six months. Yeah. So if you're at that stage where in the next two years, you don't know where you want to live, which city you want to be in, yeah. where work may take you. Yeah, definitely rent because it gives you the flexibility. Yeah, it gives you the option to move on a like, you know, Yeah, on a whim, on a drop of a hat. You can just be like, Oh, great opportunity. I'm moving to Bangalore. Great opportunity. I'm moving to London. Hopefully someday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. So I think what you mean to say is that people who don't have too many responsibilities, who want the flexibility of moving around and who probably aren't ready just yet, you know, maybe financially, maybe emotionally, however, Mm Those are the ones that should be renting. Yes. Who should actually be buying? And then when I talk about buying, I also want you to tell me a little bit about how, what can I really afford? You know, how much should I be uh, sort of taking into account when it comes to my monthly EMIs, Mm -hmm. That sort of stuff. Okay. So um, who should be buying? Again, it's a very
0: personal decision. Um, Like we've talked about um, our journey of money, (laughs) this is uh, one decision or one financial goal that a lot of people have, but they need to understand the gravity of it because that means that you see yourself staying in the same city, staying in the same house, at least for the next five to seven years. Because if you're taking on a loan, it's not going to be for like 5 years, 10 years, it's going to be for like 20, 25. Yeah. Okay, mortgages come in that um, sort of tenure and they are expensive, so Absolutely. obviously, so make sure that you are uh, mentally and emotionally ready to be in that stage. Oh, oh sorry, I, I forgot. First things first, you should buy a home if you are going to stay in it. Okay. There are lots of these, uh, like I said, right in the beginning of this um, episode that lots of Excel sheets that calculate, you know, that at the end of 20, whatever years, you'd be better off renting rather than buying. That's because they calculate the rental yield. So they think that you're buying it, if you're buying it as an investment, and then you're going to rent it out to somebody, then that has a whole other ballgame. It's game. a whole other ballgame. Yeah, because yeah. then you look at real estate as an investment. Yeah. And there are other ways to invest in real estate. Um like you know multiple other ways but if you're buying a home if you want to stay in it for the next five to seven years then yes then um, if you're emotionally ready to take on that kind of you know responsibility and that kind of financial burden for the next few years yes maybe then you're ready um, in terms of how much you should spread yourself thin make sure that you do not push yourself itna. That um, you know ki, matlab, lifestyle though <laughs> though that's that's not what we want you to that's do. That's not
1: even realistic. I mean you might exactly. be able to do that for a few months, but over the longer term, you still want to live the same life yeah. that you've been living. Yeah, exactly. So um, there is
0: a rule that says you know if you want to go to uh, buy a house, the entire amount of the house should be should not should not be more than five times your annual income. But let's be very realistic, in huge cities like Bombay, Delhi, even Bangalore In the
1: metros, I think this is a metric which might not be applicable or might not work all the time. Exactly. Because it really depends on which area, how big the house is, you know. I know. Uh, And it's just, it's so overcrowded that the
0: uh, prices of real estate have already gone through the roof. Yeah. So it. I mean, it's not realistic that you may find that kind of house in that price range. So instead, what I like to sort of, you know, look at is the debt to income ratio. That's easier to calculate and that actually measures how much you will spread yourself thin. Okay. So um, don't let your EMI be more than 50% of your uh, monthly (laughs) Income. income. Yes. So... Uh, and why I mean, why I say EMI because it should account for all of your EMIs. Mm. So if you've had a home loan and a car loan and some personal loan, all those EMIs should not be more than 50%. Ah. Because that's your debt to income ratio. Right. Okay, so don't take on so much debt that your, your full salary
1: is going in EMIs only. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, then you can't take care of your uh, savings or exactly. investments. And that is the first thing that will suffer. Yeah. So then
0: your future will look dire. You won't be able to save for retirement. You won't be able to move into a bigger house. You won't be able to buy that bigger car. You
1: sure. know, it's
0: not fair to your, your future self. Sure. So I think that's a better metric to sort of look at. Right. And that also helps you figure out whether you're ready or not. Correct. If you have too many loans, maybe taking on a huge home loan may not might be the right. Not, yeah, might not make sense at this point in time. Exactly, so slowly sort of, you know, take care of those loans first. And then go and buy a home and you're like, you know, debt free in that other sense. Right. So, yeah, I think that's that's my two cents on buying a home. And yes, of course, it's a gut feeling finally. It's a personal choice. It's something that if you and your family who's going to live in that house is uh, willing to make sacrifices in terms of your um, lifestyle, but show two ones, not big ones. And if you're going to be able to afford it, if you're going to be able to take care of each other through it and you're going to love living there, why not?
1: Absolutely. Great. I love how you summed this up. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Okay, guys. So that's it from us uh, for this episode. I think Siley has really decoded this for us, um, you know, whether it makes sense to buy, whether it makes sense to rent, who should be buying, who should be renting. She seems really happy with her decision. But I hope we've managed to help you make this decision as well. So don't forget to subscribe to our channel and stay tuned for our next episode where we're going to be talking all about insurance.